You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. I've been a fan of Katie Gary's for years, and her art adorns the walls in my home. Her art is happy and colorful, but what's interesting is she's been an artist her whole life, but actually had a career first in fashion. Learn more about Katie today, and don't forget to shop all the new podcast merchandise at thepreppypodcast.com. All right, so why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? So my name is Katie Gary, and I am an artist. I live in Pelham, New York. I also am frequently found out in the Hamptons. Um, I primarily focus on creating original artwork for people's homes. Uh, I have also recently expanded into translating my art into home accessories. Um, So I'm a full-time artist, and I have three children, that uh, are constantly trying to break into the studio. (laughs) My goal is to have a lot of fun and bring fun, colorful art into people's homes to make their homes and their families happy. Definitely. And I have some of your pieces and, you know, I've, I've loved your stuff for years. Uh, but tell me, were you always interested in art as a kid? Were you always creative or was this something later in life? Like what was, what was your childhood like? So I was always drawn to painting, uh, even from a young age. When I was in uh, high school, I would paint furniture and I would sell it in stores in Westchester. Oh. And started from a project with the seniors who were older than me, and they got into colleges. And at our school, I went to Sacred Heart in Greenwich. They would decorate walls with pennants from the schools. And so I decided to take the pennants and copy them onto these triangle-shaped tables from Ikea. So my mom would drive me to Ikea. I would paint the tables and I would sell them to students. And then it became a thing for uh, music that I liked. I painted a table for Dave Matthews, actually. Oh, my gosh. And he called me to thank me for the (gasps) table. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. And um story. So I had just like how I work today, it was all about music, my friends, things that were around me, inspiring me to create these fun little pieces. And I love to paint. I would paint murals. I painted a whole mural on my bedroom wall in my home. My parents were very interested in helping me creatively, which I appreciate a great deal. And so I always painted. But then after I went to graduated, I had a whole path in fashion. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that then. So where did you go to college then? And what did you study? Was that where you got into fashion or? So I, well, I went to a liberal arts school. Uh, I went to Holy Cross and I majored in studio art and art history. 
And I really enjoyed studying art. And I always saw the relationship of art and business. Um, and I found that to be a really fascinating trend as I studied art history. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated, I actually kind of wrote this thesis paper on a formalist approach to fashion and compared uh, the way fashion is marketed to a formalist approach to art history. And that sort of drew me into the world of fashion. And I decided to kind of launch myself into that. So after graduating, I worked at Brooks Brothers um, for it was a really interesting time because Brooks Brothers was going through that business casual moment. Okay. So used to be known for like ties and formal wear, and now everybody was wearing casual clothes to work. I mean, it's hard to believe. Um, now I graduated in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like that wasn't that long ago that people were wearing suits to work. Yeah. Um, the world's changed, right? Yeah. Um, so that was a really fun place to be. And then I always loved accessories. And I actually, when I was working at Brooks Brothers, had a line of handbags. So these bags were like the old Papagallo handbags where you like change the covers of them. Yeah. And um, so I had this design and I had these handbags and I would sell them in half a dozen boutiques. And I did this on the weekends and on the side. And I really was drawn to specifically accessories. So after I, you know, realized that accessories is really my passion, but I appreciate how hard it is to launch your own brand and your own line. And I wanted to learn from the best. At, at that time, Coach was rising as like a major accessories brand. Mm -hmm. So I applied for a merchant role there. And I worked in handbags and accessories for their full price and outlet divisions. And I was there for 12 years. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm sure everybody has like a favorite coach bag of that yes. time. Right? <laughs> you, you had one that was, you know, or your mom also had one. Like, it's just one of those brands that's classically iconic and American mm -hmm. and I feel like I attribute so much of what I do today to the amazing people that I worked with at all of the brands, but really Coach was the one that I think helped uh, cultivate me and my understanding of how to merchandise and assort. And, you know, I would work very closely with designers to pick out colors and palettes and coordinate them with marketing. And, and that was just a really fun time. Living in Manhattan couldn't have been better. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I definitely in high school, Coach was so cool back then. Um, so my friend and I, we would always go to the Coach store at King of Prussia Mall near us and oh. had like our Coach bags that were instead of book bags, like totes that we used for school. Um, and I, I remember my ex-boyfriend's family at the time got me this Coach bag I wanted for graduation from high school even. So I definitely relate to the oh. Coach era. <laughs> It was. It was an era. And it was so much fun to see. There was this one striped bag that they actually called the Katie Tote, and it was spelled with a Y. Oh. And at the time, and I, it was not named after me. But oh, when you could have said that. I would have believed it, though. <laughs> I totally did. So when people asked me, because they ran this, like, color ad, and it was on, like, the back of a magazine or the New York Times, and I forget – 
And I, a couple of people called me and they said, oh, did they name this after you? And I said, I cannot confirm or deny. And I just <laughs> like let them think that that happened. But it, it's just a really fun, creative company. And uh, working for a growing company like that at such a fast paced environment was so much fun. Um, That's awesome. So, and then actually I, so after being in accessories for uh, a coach, I then was hired at Vineyard Vines to do their accessories. And I was able to actually do design and product development too, which is really what I wanted to be on like the product side to get okay. in and have responsibility for that, which was so much fun. Um, and I realized uh, too, that as I was having a family, I really wanted to be around and kind of have them watch what, I was doing, you know, I think that um, it, the art, which I've been doing now for four years, enables me to sort of be my own creative director and grow my brand and focus my energies and time where I want to be, which is most of the time, hopefully in the studio. Mm. So that uh, makes sense. Yeah. So were you still... So you were still painting and, you know, being an artist and on site just wasn't your career. But all during your, you know, the start of your career, you were still painting, I guess. Yes. And but what but how I was painting was actually uh, very, very different than how I paint now. You know, like having the dedicated space of a studio to paint. Um, I would say the early ways that I was painting through working in Manhattan was much more inspired by like graffiti art and like um, painting in a much more literal way. Like okay. I love Keith Haring and um, all of the pop artists, which I still love today. But I think what motivates me now and how I paint is much more understanding people's interior space um, okay. and kind of trying to assimilate into clean, modern design of the world of interior design. So mm -hmm. um, that's, I'm very motivated to, and inspired by textiles and how interior designers put together rooms. And it, for me, is just delightful to be a part of that. Um, and I love, I never would paint in an abstract fashion growing up or, you know, oh. like, and I really forced myself to become an abstract painter because I admired it so much. And that's what I wanted to hang on my wall. Okay. Um, so that was kind of an interesting transition. Yeah. How'd you do that? Did you just like, yeah. I don't know, look up YouTube videos, read, but like, how did you teach yourself? Um, I look up YouTube videos for almost everything in my life, which is what my <laughs> younger sister has taught me to do. Um, however, for that, it was really interesting because I... Uh, picked up painting for learning how to become an abstract painter. I first identified that I wanted to be a good abstract painter. Okay. So identifying what you're not good at, I've always found is half the battle, right? And mm -hmm. having awareness to say, this is something I want to figure out. And for a long time, I would say for a year and a half, I would do abstract paintings. I wouldn't even share them with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I started painting um, using a form of painting called encaustic. Okay. And that is painting with wax. And it's the oldest form of painting. Like cavemen used wax paintings and like fire torches to 
you know, do cave paintings. Oh, um, cool. So cool. And so somebody tipped me onto this. I took a class at the Poem Art Center and I had an amazing instructor, Catherine Defoe, who's great. And I just kind of went off to the races with wax painting. And when you heat up the wax on, I have like a pancake griddle, and then you paint the wax onto a wood board and you use a heat gun for that wax, that pigmented colored wax to adhere to the board, you kind of lose all control of the paint in some ways. You do, you can control it, but it's a medium that you don't have the same type of control as you do with others, right? Okay. So it just forces, it forced me out of my comfort zone to not be always controlling everything that I did. And I mm-hmm. think that was really for me, the biggest unlock with becoming a more confident painter and, you know, having paintings that I was ultimately happier with, Mm -hmm. which I think is, it's like with everything, you know, it's like how much I think about how much control you want to have in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. When I start to like not micromanage the way I'm painting or be too critical of myself. Right. I can be more relaxed, I can be more confident, and I can produce better work. Right? Yeah. So I always like to joke that like we I paint with no fear, right? Like if you paint and you're just feeling comfortable and relaxed and you're just you have not don't worry about anybody saying that's not a great painting. Don't worry about the end results. Like there's nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? Just having fun and enjoying the process. And that has that approach has really helped me evolve the work over time. Oh, I'm sure. And you know, I I see that when we did that um, the painting class with you, the virtual painting class, that you have such a good, positive, encouraging attitude about it, which I think is really nice. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about your classes later. But so, yeah. when and why did you decide then? I mean, we talked a little bit about how you know, you were at Vineyard Vines and then you wanted to transition to this, but when did you like fully go into your art then full time? So I went fully into my art. It was probably like four and a half years ago. After Vineyard Vines, I went to, I was at Victoria's Secret for a bit. I wanted a total change of accessories. Like I had been doing it for most of my career and I was thrilled to work under the president, um, of Polo had moved over there and to work on fragrance and beauty. Oh, wow. It was a total shift and it was so much fun. Um, very sexy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you have to move to Ohio then or did you, were you able to work in Connecticut? Nope. We went to Ohio, okay. but it was based in New York. So their oh. beauty division is New York based and most of the other, and most of the corporate was in Ohio. Got it. That's um, what I thought. Exactly. And it was just, I think there, what was most fascinating, I wasn't on the, pro- I was on the product development side as well, but what really hit home was the day-to-day marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Through digital that I was exposed to. So every day, you know, looking at each promotion on a daily basis in stores um, and online and how that changed the trajectory of the business, right? So we would be working on creative that's for bottles and that development, it would be almost like 16 months out that you would be on a new launch. 
And then you'd be also managing the day-to-day. So it was a very fast-paced environment while being also very, very creative. Yeah. And that was great. Um, So that, I feel like, rounded out my understanding of the marketing piece. Okay. Which I wasn't as front-facing for me in other roles. Mm -hmm. That was – and really, it was just about me kind of seeing this opportunity – a business opportunity for original artwork that was at an affordable price point. Okay. Now, affordable price point can mean many different <laughs> <laughs> for many different segments of the world, right? But I felt like as a consumer of somebody who was moving into a home and I had plenty of walls, right? But I like and respect many artwork that I, much artwork that I see at like home goods and things like that. Uh I saw the business opportunity of like, here's this white space of, wouldn't it be great to be like a a Westchester local artist um, that can create original artwork at a price that makes sense for people who are buying homes. And then it was really like, and how do you actually do that across the country? Okay. And how do you create an artwork and a portfolio that can appeal to a, a large group of people and that they can buy into that art at affordable prices under $100? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I really wanted, because it's so a big part of my personality to be inclusive, Um I wanted to be able to include as many people as possible kind of in my art experience. Okay. That makes Um, sense. So hence, you know, a little bit of, there's a little reproduction art. I do a couple of prints, but I also do these home accessories, which I think is a great way to have a little piece of art. It's not an original painting. Mm -hmm. It's certainly, you know, an, an affordable way to be part of that artistic experience. Definitely. So yeah. now for, um, we touched on this a little bit, but describe your art to someone listening that might not be familiar with it. Like how would you describe it and maybe list some of the products then that you offer? Yeah, uh, that is great. It's good. It's good to be able to describe something without a visual. <laughs> uh, so I would say um, my artwork is, uh, my husband calls it unapologetically happy, which I think is so funny. Yeah. It's clearly happy, but the unapologetically happy is that it's a a tour de force of, you know, hopefully happiness and joy and fun, you know? So there's a big range um, of, there's some more muted, more neutral pieces that I do, which I'm quite proud of. And sometimes those are harder for me to do, so I respect them more. (laughs) (laughs) It's always, there's a, the collection, the rainbow collection, which is really abstract rainbows. And um, I do some, some love on top of those. I use words to be even more literal. Um, And then I would say you've seen flowers that have come out of that. Um, And then I'm working right now on um, some small wax paintings for Father's Day of golf courses. So they're sort of abstract golf paintings. That's what's on my, in my studio right now. And that is 
comes from my passion to play golf and my love of the color green. So um, that's probably a little overview. Uh-huh. Um, missing something. Um, I oh, I have a, a series of black and whites. So there's also like within the portfolio, my goal is that somebody looks at it and says, oh, that's Katie Gary, right? Yeah. And I try my best to ask that question of myself and others all the time to keep me sort of on brand. Um, but I have found that it's so diverse but it somehow all does feel like it comes from me. Like the black and white collection, for example, is like, why not have just clean black and white? Because if you have that with a hot pink pillow, it looks amazing. Yes. <laughs> There's ways I think that it all does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always try to like take, continue to take risks with it um, and question myself. And I find actually that the editing process and the strategizing process for me, is a big part of it. And it takes up just as much of my time in my headspace, at least, mm-hmm. of what I'm going to prioritize to paint, because there's just only so many hours a day. Yeah. You know, um, it's not easy to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk a little bit about your products. What sort of, I know you have coasters, trays, what else am I missing? Uh, so well, the, we'll start like the products of the original fine art. I'll start there because that's the biggest part of the business. Okay. And that is, you know, acrylic on canvas, acrylic on paper, which I do provide framing um, if needed, and the wax painting. So the original artwork, I have 200 pieces on my website cataloged of inventory that I can ship anywhere in the country. Um, and then people oftentimes will say, I love that painting, but I need it in another size, or could you do it in another color? And they will send me a picture of their wall. We'll work together to put post-its up, take up another picture, make sure it's the right size, and I'll do custom paintings for people. And that, and I can ship anywhere. Um, and that's, the original artwork is that, and that's that's the biggest part. And then for the ex- home accessories, which is also cataloged on my website, mm-hmm. we have lo- chunky, beautiful lucite um, collection that just launched two weeks ago. And there's a big, beautiful tray. There's coasters. There's a lazy Susan that spins around, which is so much fun. Yes. And um, little hand painted boxes. So the acrylic just is so. Uh, it's fun because it has, it takes color really well and it takes the paintings onto the acrylic so well because they're so bright. So I have a cutting board, or sorry, I should say charcuterie, and that has a sailboat print on it. And it just, all of the colors are so much fun. Um, So, and I am working on kind of continuing to do cocktail napkins and things that can be at even more opening price points. So be on the lookout for that. Um, at the, yeah, it's going to be good. I want some like tabletop <laughs> napkins, plates, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then I'm also working on some melamine type plates and placemats. I'm in iron work. So, I, and I think that the whole concept of the home just really I'm so drawn to it because it takes the art and it brings it to a gathering Mm -hmm. moment for people to get together and have fun. Right. And so to me, it's just a natural transition. It's just 
so much fun to be part of somebody's tablescape or bar cart or, you know, everybody getting together. Because after the last year, I mean, (laughs) the more I can see everybody I miss so much and the more we can have fun and entertain and have a nice cocktail makes me happy. Oh, same here. (laughs) So now, how have you got the word out and marketed your business? What have been some of your tips and tricks for anyone listening that might have a small business as well? Yeah, I think that um, first, just identifying the consistent brand themes of what you what what you want to message, I think is a big step, right? Mm -hmm. And then I continue to post on Instagram and Facebook and use stories, and really just kind of develop a rhythm with it. Um, I think one of the things that has been successful for me is this, the painting, uh, the paint nights that I've been doing, the art parties. And that's been a really great vehicle for bringing people into the brand. And oftentimes people will experience a paint night and then be introduced to me through a friend and they have an empty wall and they need a painting. So that's really been a successful thing for me to just grow a recognition um, and credibility with people um, as I get to meet more and more people who are attracted to the work. So the art parties were started as a Zoom format, which I will continue Mm -hmm. uh, even in now that things are opening up because it's a great way. I basically will create boxes for people who can't logistically get together to the same space for a college reunion or a team building event. And I send the boxes out and everybody unwraps their cute box and we zoom together and we paint together for an hour and it's really easy. And then that is also format can be done in person around me locally. Um, And it's similar. Um, sometimes I incorporate bingo or there's some kind of surprise, right? Oh. A twist to it, or there's a raffle, or we incorporate wine tasting. I've been doing uh, consulting with Scout and Cellar Wine, okay, which is a clean crafted wine. It's biodynamic and I absolutely adore it. So we sometimes incorporate the wine and tasting and pairing and that kind of thing. So really, I try to customize these events. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that they have been a great vehicle for marketing. Oh, they like, we had so much fun when I did that. And also just the the package that you put together for it was so, so cute Um, (laughs) and Instagrammable, as they say. (laughs) Really? I mean, I try to go over the top for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So now what's been, you know, one of your biggest challenges in all this? Yeah, so there are definitely challenges. And I think you would agree with me that, you know, life isn't as perfect as sometimes Instagram will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that the biggest challenge is just balance, right? So how to, to fit so much into one day and just, just be organized and, you know, not frustrated as also businesses grow and mine has been growing so much which I'm thrilled about, but with growth comes growing pains and just figuring out how to get help Mm -hmm. um, from those related to you and not. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, 
you know, I think that's the, that's my biggest challenge is that, and, and just figuring out where to focus time and energy, right? Yeah. So I think that one of the things that I learned from Victoria's Secret was always just like, focus, focus, focus. What is your message and stay consistent? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get really distracted and derailed with something very small, Um, if I can't find a color of paint, for example, in the studio and I I waste like 15 minutes trying to find it, that's not good for my headspace, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like that balance of like trying to be organized, make sure I have all the supplies that I need. I have like a master list of, you know, what things I have on deck. And I am a person who wants to satisfy people more than anything. Yeah. And if I find that I'm like, falling behind or, you know, it's, everyone is usually very understanding because it's art, you know, we're not saving lives, but I just like to be a super accountable person. That's just who I am. And, you know, so if I say something's going to be done and by a time I, I tend to try to keep that and I just need to like sometimes be easy on myself on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, on the flip side to that, then, what are kind of you most proud of or what has been kind of a, a sort of pinch me moment? Because it sounds like the Dave Matthews Band thing might be up there, but anything else? Yeah, that was, well, I was pretty young. So, and I, that Dave Matthews, yeah, that was funny. Um, that would be a good one. Um, but now, you know, it's like, I think that my pinch me moments are like when decorators, you know, choose my work. And they photograph it themselves. And I see that. Um, I was published in Greenwich Magazine last week. So that was really exciting. I saw my work at Habitat in Greenwich. And they had a feature on stores in Fairfield County to check out. And they featured a painting that I'm really proud of. And that was exciting. Um, So I love doing that. And you know, I was an artist in residence at the school that I went to and just having opportunities to work with children and to hopefully inspire them. Um, I enjoy doing things like that. Um, And especially when I can incorporate it with my own children and we can spend time together as well as doing that to Mm -hmm. give, to give my time to um, causes that I appreciate, um, I think is good. Definitely. So now who would be your dream person then to have your art? Once again, it sounds like Dave Matthews could be this as well, but anyone else, like any other celebrities or influencers or royals, like who do you think is the Katie Gary art customer? Um, I, that's tricky because I will actually say that I'm not really very celebrity obsessed as a I think that it's all a little bit of a racket. Um, (laughs) Not necessarily one to be like really goo goo gaga for anybody. I think um, I see people that I'm like, I actually think that we'd be really good friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I would be more excited if it was somebody who like developed sort of into a friendship. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like Reese Witherspoon and I might get along well. Yes. Um, Katie Turr, I also love. She's on MSNBC. She's just an anchor. And I, okay. I follow her. Like, I have a girl crush on her in her family. She has a son named Teddy. So do I. I'm like, I feel like we would be best friends. And every time <laughs> I go to get my 
she has um she has like the most perfect sweat bang that I can't get quite cut exactly the same way. Um, <laughs> but truly, I'm not a stalker. Um, so I think that some of the political paintings that I do that uh, I, I would desperately, I think that if I could have, if in any way my art could bring people together in a way that could be healing for people mm-hmm. as this world is so polarized, I think that would probably have the deepest meaning to me. Okay. So something like that with like my flags and um, my Statue of Liberties and things like that. I think, um, you know, I I sell to all political parties that love and respect people. So I, and, and that includes many people. And yeah. I love, and I think that that helps art bring people together. So definitely. Um, okay, so since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? And, you know, you worked at Brooks Brothers at Vineyard yeah. Vines and stuff. So how would you describe Preppy? I have some Preppy experiences. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would appreciate that I have um, most of the Lily Pulitzers in a trunk in my attic. Uh, I was born. I even have shorts that my daughter has worn. Um, I think that Preppy is such a, I think it's about uh, color and confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think that uh, preppy today is being able to like mix old things with kind of a new preppy. And I think new preppy today includes black. Mm -hmm. Preppy today is also tie dye. And it's like, pop art and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like this super rigid kind of tight wired thing. Although there's like a complete respect for that. Right. Yeah. I, we had a Tannenbaum's birthday for my husband and, oh my gosh. and everybody dressed up as the Tannenbaum's for example. Yeah. Um, so there's like this old school, thing happening, but also just like a modern fun twist. I feel like today when you, when you say preppy, um, it's not a curse word. I feel like preppy, preppy was a curse word at many of the brands that I worked at. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still know some clients that actually hate the word preppy. <laughs> the word preppy. It's so funny to me because I'm like, well, I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. Like, because it, can, it has a much looser definition, I think, than people assume, right? Mm-hmm. They feel potentially intimidated by it. And again, I always see everything. I think of myself as like a modern preppy person. Yeah. But I also think it can be more inclusive than sometimes people think, right? Yeah. Like if you are not a member of a country hub, can you actually call yourself preppy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, of course, of course, right? Yes. So, um. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun to see. For you, I'm sure you've seen the Francis Valentine stuff. Like that's yes, that's love really it. Fun, and I think that's a great example of uh, modern preppy. And there's definitely like a bohemian aspect to it mm-hmm. um, that feels super fresh. Yep, I uh, definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, what's your favorite piece on your site right now, or product on your site, or maybe favorite project you've ever worked on so far? Great question. Um, I would say that one of my favorite pieces on the website right now is um, 
this is the piece called Monterey Rainbow. Okay. And it's taking the rainbow style of painting that I do and it's putting it on linen. Mm -hmm. So it sort of has this completely different vibe, but then the linen gives it this like, it's textural, but it's mm -hmm. also some of the colorways that I've done in it. It almost has this like bohemian kind of vibe too to it and 70s thing happening. So I love that. I love that. Um, something that's coming onto the website for summer, and I posted it today, is a series of underwater photography. Oh. Everything is a little bit abstract. Um, I don't want you to see a full face of, it's all children, and I don't want you to see the full face of the child necessarily because I want people, if it's not their child, to feel comfortable to also buy it, right? Uh -huh. I'm not somebody who has, I I don't have any photos of my children. <laughs> I have albums. It's like all in my phone and we have some books and photo books like that, but I don't have a lot of stuff on the walls. And we rent our house, our beach house actually. And I started this series and it was kind of great because I could have pictures of my children having the best time ever under in the pool, underwater, but somebody wouldn't come to the house and I feel like they had portraits of my kids on the wall. Yeah. And so it's grown from there. And then I've done a few clients from last summer and I have appointments for this summer and I'm really excited about it. It just kind of captures this like fun, fun moment as a child jumping into a pool and the bubbles yeah. and the color and it's mounted onto plexiglass. So it has this very like slick, modern photography vibe um, I did photography when I was in college and I loved it. And it was mostly in the dark room, which is now hard to find. And it was a mixed media sort of experience. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I photographed diners in Worcester in, at Holy Cross. So I sort of see this as an avenue for me to get back into. And it's, it's just a cool medium. So I'm excited about that, that you'll see in days. Oh, cool. I'll have to keep a lookout for that. Exactly. So those are kind of two things that I would say. Definitely. So now what do you like to do in your spare time? When you're not painting, you're busy being a mom, I'm sure. Um, what's something that you guys like to do for fun? What spare time? <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I would play golf if I had any spare time. Um, or I would ski. Okay. I and I did get to ski this winter, which was really fun. And I had got all three children sort of up and running, and they had half days with hybrid. So we were able to go to a small mountain, and that is that's where I'm happiest. I can't wait to go to see some live music. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that. I think that's probably the thing that I miss absolutely most from the pandemic would mm -hmm. be. Like concerts. Um, so I would love to see the Ava brothers and um, I need to see who is doing anything. I think actually Dave Matthews might have released some dates. I have to oh. look at who they are. Um, so maybe we can reconnect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Maybe I now, <laughs> what's your go-to wine? I know um, you work with Scum Cellars, but what, what's your favorite then from them maybe? Yeah. Um, right now, I like the um, 
the the Scout and Cellar Dove Hunt Dog Rosé. It's oh. it's just like clean and crisp, light. It's just a nice rosé. Um, and you know, this wine is not uh, it's not as hard on you because it doesn't have a lot of the additives of the sulfates and the any added sugars or chemicals or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. They curate a line of wines or they produce it themselves that uh, is easier on you the next day. Um, Got it. I would say, I think it makes a big difference to having that bottle versus something that's been aged or heavy red from my husband and how my head feels the next day. <laughs> um, I will be having that. And um, I think, you know, uh, there'll be plenty of summer cocktails, you know. Yeah, some live music and some good drinks. <laughs> exactly. Take me there now. <laughs> so what's your favorite color? It's probably like asking your favorite kid for you, but like is there a color you tend to gravitate towards that you found? That's a not that is actually not a hard question. Really? Trisha, yep. Um, hands down, my favorite color is a color called yellow cake from Pharaoh and Ball. Oh. And it is the most like it has a little bit of neon. It's a, like the limiest greeny yellow. So I love yellow and green together. And this sort of like is the best combination. And it has this like energy and this kick to it. Oh, so I drive a Mini Cooper convertible, which I've always had minis my whole life. To, well, in my 20s. So <laughs> my husband met me. It was like the marriage came with the Mini Cooper. Like, <laughs> don't need to buy me jewelry. The thing that I care most about is my Mini Convertible. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. I love that. So my – we – I got my – my our Mini is now a, over 11 years old, the, the blue one that I drive. Uh-huh. And he jumps in it, by the way, anytime he can. <laughs> He'll move the minivan, which is perfect for moving paintings. Like this, yeah. go down and like the capacity of this minivan is absolutely unbelievable. So we have a minivan and a Mini Cooper, and he'll jump in the mini at any time that he can. But they just came out with a uh, like basically this yellow cake color. It looks so close to like my favorite color in a mini. Oh so I said well, can I at least see, like, what about the trade-in? And he's like, well, you can ask, but like, no way. <laughs> I don't know. So apparently it's like special order and I need to see it in person. I mean, it seems indulgent to me. I have three kids. They, <laughs> we all can't ride in it together as a family, you know. So, but that's hands down, my always been my favorite color. I love that. That's so funny. I really want a little mini bug convertible, but they don't make them anymore. But that's like my little dream car is a little white convertible bug. (laughs) Those cars, when they redid them, were so, so cute. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's so funny. I mean, like, they're so practical. Yeah. I guess that the Fiat and the Mini Cooper kind of have that market. But, you know, part of their strategy might be to just re-release it, right? That's true. Yeah. To wait long enough. That way people want it and there's hype about it for sure. Yeah. But I just have more hobbies and more time than I have, you know, interests than I have time (laughs) to to satisfy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Like who, who do you love following? Who do you think other people should check out? Um, 
I follow so many interior decorators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like Prudence Home Design. I like yeah. a lot. Um, I like Kate Smith's uh, work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like redoing her house. And so that is a lot of fun. Um, I, I, let me try to think for a second. Um, I like following Donald Robertson for art. Yes. He is, um, I think really interesting in how he, he has been said to, he says like Instagram is my medium. And I thought that that was a really interesting statement and sort of helped me think about just kind of letting Instagram be a little bit more fluid, yeah, more authentic versus like plotting it all out, which I mm-hmm. don't do. I kind of, I do have things in my inbox that I like or in my photo feed that I'm like, oh, this would be kind of something that's top of mind. But I think over planning Instagram is not also interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think those are a couple people that I like. Um, I'm sure there'll be somebody that I remember after I get off. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so now what's next for you? Any sneak peeks? We kind of talked about how there might be some yeah. more tabletop and new products, but anything else you want to share for people to look out for? Yeah, I think that um, I think it's all about, you know, the home accessories and the tabletop and all of those fun things. And then I think the uh, the launch of the underwater paintings are going to be really great for the summer. So I think those are kind of the two things that are, are coming. Um, yeah, that are like around the corner. Um, and sometimes I will think, you know, sometimes things just pop up sort of naturally, like they just happen. You know, yeah. I think one of my dream collaborations, I think you said, would be to um, create artwork for a wine bottle. Like that would would love to do that. Um, That would be really fun. So um, that would be something I would like to do. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Or like a snowboard or like a ski, like things that connect with what I like to do anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That would be amazing. So much fun. Definitely. So now where can people find you? Let them know your website address, your social media handle. That way they can shop, they can follow along, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So um, my website is my name. It's K-A-T-Y Gary, G with A-R-R. So two R's in Gary, a Y and two R's. And that's my website and Katie Gary Fine Art on Instagram. And I, you know, a handful of boutiques and things like that in Westchester is where I'm at. Um, A little bit in Vero Beach. And um, yeah, and I ship everywhere. So really online is kind of the best thing to place to go. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 